Well, good morning to you. This is Pastor Dan and God Talk. And to be honest, uh, I have not been uh, as regular with this. I I took a church again. I am retired, but I am half-time the interim senior pastor for the Moreno Valley Church. And trying to fit that in with the other gigs I still have with Quiet Hour and uh, LOBN and the La Sierra Spanish Church. And so I'm not, I wasn't keeping up with everything, but uh, hopefully there's been like 90-some God Talks there. If you were looking, they're they're there. And uh, if you haven't signed up for the God Minutes, let me know. Send me a text, 951-236-7262. I just need a name and a phone number, and uh, we'll add that. Comes every day. We're just finishing up the Lord's Prayer, then we're going to do Assurance of Salvation. But, uh... Here we are with God Talk today, and uh, if you're a little bit new, we do a few minutes, a part of a sermon, and over four or five days, we cover a sermon that I've either done recently or done before. This one I did uh, this weekend, but it's the response to a some questions that have happened over the years, but especially some questions that happened in a uh, conference we had a couple years ago on the character of God, questions about the cross. So every once in a while, we have to lift up the cross. That's the center of our faith, and uh, that's what I want to defend today. (laughs) Story that I've used all over the world, and if you've been around me much, you probably have heard it somewhere, maybe in an evangelism sermon, about the uh, girl in Rwanda. You know, they had a 100-day war, 1990. Between the two tribes, the Hutus and the Tutsis. And a group of rebels came into a church that was meeting on Sunday morning and forced all the people to lie on the floor. And the kind of the leader of the soldiers saw a picture of Jesus on the wall and said, uh, you've got to go over there and spit on the picture and say, Jesus Christ, you are useless. I want nothing more to do with you or or you're going to die today. Pastor reluctantly stood up and went over there, hated to do it, but didn't want to die. Spat on the picture, Jesus Christ, you are useless. I want nothing more to do with you. Sat down, just defeated. Head elder went over, did it. A few other people didn't want to die. All of a sudden, the 13 or so year old girl got up and went over and took her skirt and reached up and wiped off all the spit. And then she, Jesus, I am the one who was useless. You are everything to me. Goes over in front of the sergeant, whoever he was, and said, you can, you can kill me now, but I will never, never give up Jesus. He began to cry, couldn't, uh, couldn't kill somebody who was willing to die for her faith in the cross. Willing to die for the cross. Would you? At this conference that we had, a couple hundred people come from Thursday afternoon till Sunday morning, and uh, we had this speaker, a good speaker, talented speaker, said some controversial things, but you know, we bounced along. There was a little scene on Friday night that was uh, unfortunate, that didn't reflect the kind of God that we were talking about. Friday, Sabbath afternoon, we've had a good day, and uh, there's a panel discussion, and people could ask questions from the audience, and somehow this speaker said this, what really matters for me is Jesus' teaching and the resurrection. That's what saves me. Cross doesn't mean that much to me. What? What? It's our speaker and the character of God. I drove home late last night. My head elder, who just passed away this week, Tom Neslin, called me and he said, Dan, when we get to heaven, we're going to see Jesus. He's going to have scars in his hands for this. It doesn't matter. We don't need it. It's not salvific. It doesn't save us. Come on. We hang crosses everywhere on churches. We have one here on Mount Rubidoux here in Riverside. People fight for that. People wearing chains around their neck with a cross on it. We sing these great songs, the old rugged cross and near the cross and so many more. It doesn't matter. 
anymore. Well, why is he saying this? He's part of a group and a particular author who have uh, thrown out the cross because for a long time, many people used it to justify suffering that comes the way of minorities, of blacks and slavery, of women who have been mistreated. And when they start to rise up, there's always somebody who tries to put them back down and say, just take it. You know, Jesus took it. Jesus carried his cross. You need to take up your cross and take it. And and these movements have rejected that, that theology that because Jesus suffered, now, now we have to take suffering like that. And rightfully so. I had a lady in my church come up to me and talk about her first husband. She said, he put an ax to my neck. And I went to the pastor and I said, do I have to take this? And he said, yes. Husband's the ruler of his household and you have to go home and take that. Terrible. The second problem he and uh, others have had with the cross is that it seemed like there's a lot of violence in the cross. If you take the traditional theology that God hates sin, but he says, if you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. He has to make a serious penalty for sin so it's death and he will be the one to do it but he can't stand to do it himself on the people that he loves and so he sends his son and he takes all this wrath that he has accumulated and stored up and pours it out on christ and christ dies when god sees the blood then he's satisfied and doesn't have to uh, let us be lost anymore I told a story about a friend of mine seth quartang he was in my church at la sierra he started a ghanaian church in the dorm at la sierra and i worked a lot with him great guy just emailed me this week wanted me to help write a letter for him for his ordination the chaplain but he was playing soccer at the la sierra field and the foot fell in a hole and ended up wrecking his knee it got infected they had to take the knee joint out ship it to boston to clean out that infection so he's a mess well he's not working not going to school so now the immigration is going to deport him back to ghana he goes to Dr. Garrity, the president's office, and he says, they're going to deport me because I can't pay my tuition, but I can't go to Ghana. My knee is in Boston. I can be injured and an invalid for the rest of my life. And another doctor came into the room the next hour, and Garrity put them together, and he took that man into his house, got his wife and kids over here, paid for his tuition, and saved his life. The knee joint came back, and he's okay. The university did not care who paid the money, whether he paid it, or the doctor paid it, or someone else paid it, as long as someone pays. Is that what God is like, that God wants blood? If he sees sin, then someone better pay. And if you don't want to pay it, if he doesn't want you to have to suffer, then he'll take it on on his son. And when he sees the blood, he's satisfied. People are uncomfortable with that violence. The third thing that they're troubled with is that they're uncomfortable with the idea that God would use the Romans and the Jews and the whipping and the crown of thorns as part of his salvation. How can a God of love, that be part of his master plan is to use these people and use such a terrible death like on the cross in order to save us. And they just throw out the cross. And as he read that, he said, okay, I don't believe in the cross anymore. Well, you can guess I'm probably not going to stand for that. But uh, this is the end of it for today. So please come back tomorrow. This is just the introduction to talk about why people have had a problem and we're going to try to answer those questions and stand for the cross in the next three or four days. So this is God Talk. Come back to us. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.